Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast Picks. Just hearing in the news some of the Champions League results uh, as another couple of legs are completed. So, uh, Prussia Dortmund defeating Newcastle 1 0, PSG defeating AC Milan 3 0, and Man City defeating Young Boys. 3-1, so it's a little bit unfair. Man City playing against Young Boys with that <laughs> result. Um, that's a Swiss team with a very unique name, Young Boys. Let's continue our focus on the world game, though, because Sunday's a really significant game. It's the second home game for Adelaide United in the A-League men's competition, but they are partnering up with Breakthrough. They are hosting the first mental health game in A-League history, taking on City. It's a significant milestone and more important than ever with growing mental health statistics. And to tell us a little bit more about that, but also someone who was outstanding Standing, he loves a clean sheet. He's our socceroo. His name's Joe Gauchi. Good morning to you, Joe. A great win on Friday night and a really important game against Grand Finalist City on Sunday. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, it was a a good result Friday night, and like you said, a big one on on Sunday. Mm. Um, I guess did did it surprise you at all? I, I must admit, I picked up the, uh, the or saw the results and thought, "Wow, this was uh, a great result for you." I know that there's uh, some differing circumstances, but what a way to kick the season off and and give everyone a, a real boost in confidence. Yeah, it was a good way to start the season. I think we weren't surprised. I mean, ultimately, the fans don't see the work that we've been doing in mm. the last, over the last four months through the preseason and in building our style of play and, and developing the squad and the players individually, developing physically, mentally and, and tactically. So for, for us, it wasn't a surprise. Um, we were really confident in, in the work that we've been doing and, and I think we got to, to show that off on Friday. Joe, we got a text yesterday from um, someone who follows Adelaide United quite closely and their suggestion was it was the most disappointing off-season that we had had as a team. And I challenged the person texting on that, saying if you have a look at some of the players who either started or came off the bench on Friday night, such as... Johnny Yal, Panash Madana, Bernardo, Luka Jovanovic was doing um, international duty. If you think about the off-season, we've had some young players grow in experience and maturity, and they are equally as good as a player coming from overseas. Can you just give a comment on that, of the development of some of the young players that Carl Viet has entrusted, young South Australian players too, to lead the way for the Reds? Yeah, well, 
sort of said there that the, the physical development is massive. You look at a lot of these boys, they're 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. Some of them are young in their early 20s. Your physical development at, at that age, you know, over the course of five to six months, you can grow massively if physically. Um, and I think just the, the technical and tactical work that we've done over the last four months has been relying a lot on these players. Like, the, you know, the person texted and said, we haven't signed players. But at the end of the day, I think that South Australian people want to see South Australians play for a South Australian team. I think that's the, the direction that the club's been headed in over the last three seasons. And you've seen that with fantastic players come through. I think Craig Goodwin has been a big talking point with him leaving, but he's a South Australian. And for him to become the great player that he has and the great soccer and Johnny Warren medalist, he had to be given the opportunity as a young player. So I think fans should be extremely proud that us as a club are giving, you know, opening doors for these young boys to to grow and to develop and to become great players of this league and of this country. Mm. And, and and the model becomes sustainable as well because you're investing in young players and you've got this pipeline of young people coming through, which is fantastic. I want to talk about another player, a fully fit Zach Clough. He, he is a, a scary prospect for the league. He was great on Friday. He was fantastic. Um, and I think he's really settled in well over the last six months. Um, you know, when he... Coming from England, it's a long way to travel. You come to the other side of the world, you, you bring your family, um, and, it, and it can be hard to, to settle in. And I think over the last six months and, and through the preseason, he's, he's really settled, he's really happy here, and, and that makes a, a big difference in your performances and what you see on the field. I think when you're happy off the field and you're really settled, then you can really express yourself on the field, and, and we saw that on Friday night. Joe, you've made your debut for the national team, the Socceroos, um, against uh, a team uh, in Melbourne only a few months ago. And it was uh, a couple of weeks ago the Socceroos played against England and then New Zealand over in the UK at Wembley and then at Brentford. You weren't part of that squad, um, and I know there's certain reasons pertaining to that, but I just wanted to ask, um, as we talk about the the Breakthrough Mental Health Foundation and the focus of this Sunday, how much um, that motivates you and, um, like enforces you to focus on your mental health and learn from the non-selection to actually fight your way back into that squad when another match comes around. We know there's a game on the 16th of November in Melbourne and that I'm sure is a focus for you. Yeah, yeah, it is It is motivating. Um, but I don't look at it that deeply, I suppose. I think for me, I'm extremely proud of my achievements over the last, Sort of 12 months and being involved in back-to-back back-to-back camps and and making my cap as you mentioned um but i mean not being picked in the last two camps it's hard to get picked off uh when you're just training in pre-season and not playing in season so the season's back and and it's motivating for me to, to put in performances but my focus has to be entirely on adelaide and if i'm, I'm not performing here then those opportunities to represent uh, australia with the national team won't come up so it is a little bit of resilience. I think it can be, um, you know, for, for some players, it can be a bit of a, a down moment in their career and, and think that maybe they won't get back there. But to me, I look at it as, you know, a little setback um, that is, you know, going to motivate me over the next couple of weeks to, to control what I can control and to work extremely hard on my craft here in Adelaide and then hopefully put in performances on the weekend that, um, you know, will, will see me get back into the squad. 
just on Jeez, the. I'll tell you, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I oh, know. I'll tell you what. Um, the um, the schedulers for the A League uh, must really not like Adelaide United because they give us the two grand finalists in our first two matches of the season. So we go and get to Mariners, and then we play against Melbourne City. How are we going to tackle them this weekend? I think we're going to go at them as we have done in the past couple of years. I think we we match up against them very well. Um, it'll be similar to I think what similar to what the fans saw on Friday night. We'll look to control the game and, and dictate the tempo of the game um, with a lot of possession and really pick our moments when we're going to attack. Um, and, and, and without the ball, it'll be quite similar in, in that we'll be looking to press quite aggressively, but also pick our moments as well. And at times, happy to. Um, just sit in a more of what we like to call a mid-block in the middle of the field and, and pick our moments when we're going to, to really press them and, and nick the ball off them high up the pitch. So it'll be similar uh, to, to what fans saw on, on Friday and I, I hope in, in the result in the clean sheet as well. But no, Melbourne City are a great attacking team and have a lot of quality even though they've lost and lost a lot of players and their team is uh, on paper. It's completely different to, to what we saw last season. Their style of playing structures are still there to to be very attacking, and they did play last night in the Asian Champions League, so they have a bit of travel, but that that won't be an excuse for them. I know with their facilities and things like that, they'll be they'll be fresh and ready to go Sunday night. Um, one thing that pleased the fans, and I'm I'm guessing it pleased you as well, that we heard that during the week that now the the grand final is not going to be locked away, and it doesn't have to be in Sydney every year, which opens the door if you're good enough to be able to uh, host a grand final in your home state and home city. Yes, it's, it's massive. I think last year when the decision was announced, there was a lot of uproar from fans, players and, and clubs really who, I guess you could use the word, were, were blindsided by the decision and it sort of came out of the blue. Um, and But I think for fans and for players, if you, you earn the right to play, to host a home grand final, you, you want to be hosting it you know, in your home state. And, and I can only use the example of Adelaide United in 2016. You see the the wonderful, you know, pictures from that game. And, um, you know, it was fantastic at Adelaide Oval with, you know, 55,000 fans streaming in, um, you know, really, really special moments. So it's uh, it's great to have that decision reverted. Um, and the United round being brought in as well. I think it's a, mm. it's a great, it'll be a great occasion in January where football fans from all across the country can, can come together over a, over a weekend to watch, you know, men and women's football. So it's going to be a, that'll be a fantastic uh, event coming up in the, in the coming months. Joe, thanks so much for your time. We know that this weekend is focused on breakthrough and mental health, but the work you're doing alongside the Childhood Cancer Association with um, the saves that you make and the clean sheets as well um, is a credit to you, my friend. So good luck on the weekend, on Sunday, and for the rest of the season. We appreciate your time today. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Joe Gauchy joining us here from Adelaide United. Don't forget that game has been moved to Sunday night now against Melbourne City with a couple of big games left. Um, and Adelaide United on the 11th of November have a really special remembrance round two. Adelaide United and the 36ers are playing on both of those days as well. Uh, it is 12 minutes past eight on SENSA. Our Brecky Brownlow next.